This is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. Whistle while you wake. Well, yesterday we talked about a Bloomberg exclusive, how CEOs are bracing for the Trump era. Here to talk about the future of work, maybe under a new administration, simply just in an evolving world. Alan Guarino is back with us, vice chairman at Corn Ferry. Uh, talks with the C-suite all the time. He joins us in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Nice to have you back with Corey and myself. Happy holidays. Thanks, Carol. Happy holidays. Happy to be here. Um, the future of work. I do want to ask you, because you and I haven't had a chance to talk after the election. And I'm just curious what you think, you're talking to members of the C-suite all the time, what a Trump administration might mean for kind of our future workforce. Sure. I think that what people are going to see is how how at least a, initially a non-politician will attack the running of government. And so I don't think anyone has the answers other than the fact that um, what I'm hearing a lot is Stay tuned. So we are know there will be. Are people nervous that you're talking to? I think that people are nervous. Yeah. I think people are nervous. They don't know what the new, what this new adventure is going to be, but they know that the status quo has been disrupted, and so they can't, uh, with a high confidence, put their finger on empirical reasons why they know it will be better or worse. It's a gut thing. But sentiment drives markets, so. Yeah, it does. And the sentiment right now is that everything's going to work out fine. <laughs> <laughs> Stay it's tuned, It's all Corey. good. It's all good. Um, you know, you are taking like a look. an L.A. weather forecast. It's just throw the sun up. <laughs> sunny tomorrow, sunny the day after, sunny this week, sunny. The- yeah, yeah, coming up, more sun. Um, you are looking at kind of where our our workforce goes and what work looks like in the future. We've seen it kind of evolve, uh, Alan, over the last few years, whether it's people working at home, much more flexible, or flexibility within the, in the workplace. Um, what in particular kind of jumps out at you? Well, we've at Corn Ferry have been doing some pretty interesting research on this, as we should be. And, you know, you look back to the 18th century, Keynes looked at the Industrial Revolution and said, in the end, we're all dead. <laughs> Guess what? We're all here. So I think the headline is there are two camps looking at the future of work. There's a camp that believes that we will have to pay people not to work. There'll be a massive disruption of the social, economic status, the uh, systems that we're used to. And there are folks that look at this and say, this is just 4.0 uh, of, of more than a century of transformation driven by automation and technology, and there'll be more opportunity for people. I mean, you know, how many jobs in the U.S. are dependent on uh, cars and driving when you've got uh, all the major uh, automobile makers and minor ones, for that matter, working on self-driving cars? Yes, there are definitely, uh, you know, people working on self-driving cars, and self-driving cars will take up jobs from some people who drive cars, but there's a delivery truck uh, person who put it pretty bluntly, and that person said at least for the next several decades, uh, the truck can get to the building, but I still need to carry it up the stairs. So yeah, the truck that brings that truck the stuff is, is going to be on the highway and, and might not have the same uh, driver in it. Yes, exactly. So parts of the, of the value chain will be replaced by automation, and, and other parts of the value chain are still going to require people. Um. Industry-wide, can you look at industries and say, okay, you know, it's just going to be 
jobs in that industry, <laughs> all industries will evolve, or one industry in particular, you're not going to need as many people. I mean, we just, we do have, you know, yeah, we'll have robots in the medical industry. We already do, you know, but you do still need a doctor, I guess, overseeing it. I'm just curious when you break it down into industries, if you see anything um, that kind of jumps out at you. I think it's pretty ubiquitous, and healthcare okay. is a good example. Yes, we have robots delivering pharmaceuticals on the floors of hospitals. That's actually freed up people to do other work, and obviously it's displaced people as well. The The general view is that, you know, robots are imperfect. Robots are not people. Robots can't um, exercise empathy, judgment, creativity, critical thinking. When you look at a call center, I, I, I call that sort of pseudo-automation, right? Um, they're following scripts, and as a result... <laughs> Uh, empathy, judgment, creativity, and critical thinking are out, and they are following a prescribed process. That's, at least today and for the foreseeable future, what automation and machine, machine decisioning can do. But hopefully with AI and so on and so forth and the use of data, whatever, that they become a little bit more, I don't know, maybe not so formulaic, right, but can adapt to different situations. They get better uh, through machine decisioning, but... Yeah. Machines still today, the underlying science um, relies solely on logic, and logic is only a tiny portion of the human brain. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see in how quick those terms make it, it. It occurs to me that these changes that are happening with this sort of increased velocity, um, you know, there for you know my whole life there's been talk of you know uh, more jobs, people having more jobs over the course of a career, uh, more careers over the course of a lifetime. Uh, but that change is accelerating, and the demand for job, on-the-job training, and even a different kind of education to lead up to that is even greater. Corey, you are spot on. One of the one of the things that we know is going That's to happen two this year, Carol. I know. Twice this year. <laughs> Mark the date. Double spot on. You waited till the end of the year though to get him in. <laughs> we're going to see two things, and we're going to see high unemployment in areas that um, automation largely displaces most of the human participation. Such as? Oh, that's hard to predict. But some would say day-to-day, low-skilled, highly manual work, such as perhaps fast food counters replaced by a touchscreen. Right. Um, certainly in manufacturing, we've gone from, I think, 25% of the labor force deployed in manufacturing in the 70s to 10%. That's a 60% displacement. Now, is that because we've moved everything offshore, or is that just actually? It's it's both automation and offshoring. But the fact is, while that was painful and we had a period of time when people didn't have jobs, 60% of the, of the, of the human capital that was deployed in factories is not deployed today compared to 1970. It was yes, 100 years ago. <laughs> and, and guess what? We're at 4.5% unemployment. So so. People find ways to redeploy themselves, and some don't. And that's where the empathy and the importance of government comes into this. And the other point is that we will find areas where there's a huge lack of skill. So we're going to have a polarization. Well, we see that already, right? Yes. You, you know, just talk to anybody kind of in the tech community or coders or something like that. You know, they just need more and more and more. Right. And the other thing we remember is this is not a static, hopefully not a static economy. Grant, granted, we're in the U.S. we're certainly not growing in globally. Uh, well, other than Asia, we're certainly not growing at a, at a bit rapid clip. But but every year we create more work. The ecosystem gets bigger. There are more jobs. So uh, while robots and automation will invade current work 
there's also going to be new work that's created. Uh, just drama. I mean, it's, it's just a, it's just a dramatic change, and as, as I suggest, I mean, it's going to happen. But we're, if we're this is just beginning. It's you know the excel the, the the type of change we've seen in technology is now starting to happen to the rest of, of the economy, and and it's it's. It's not slowing down. And, Corey, what you said about the pace, there's no question. Carol asked in the beginning what people were feeling. What people are feeling is that the world is dragging them along, and, and, and they're not driving it any longer. It's a very precarious feeling. Carl Bass, the CEO of Autodesk, he had a really cool comment. He said, basically, in the factory of the future, there will be two workers, a dog and a person. A person to feed the dog and a dog to bite the person if they touch the machines. I don't think that's where we're going. My motto is robots work for people. And uh, tech, uh, tech is not enough. All right, we got to run. Alan, thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. I'm going to look out for Carl Bass's dog now. <laughs> you better. Alan Gorino, Vice Chairman at Corn Ferry. This is Bloomberg.